And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Works, man. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And his yeah, friend. And my friend. <laughs> And his friend, the dog. Okay, this week, uh, busy week heading into the end of the year and all of the great end of the year madness. So we're it is madness. It's it's, crazy. It's complete madness. And not only is it complete madness, but you know, once again, and I'm almost starting to get a little irritated (laughs) by this because there's so many movies. That don't really come out this year. Yeah, that, but that, that now you've got to see. They them have all. to count. Right? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So, uh, it, and in fact, That's kind of funny. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, maybe it's not as sudden as it seems to me, and I'm just not as in the loop as I should be, or whatever. But uh, we're we're doing Inherent Vice this week, which comes out next week. But now it comes out much more limited next week, yeah. and then it doesn't come out till January 9th. Yeah. So it comes out. Yeah. A little. It if comes in, out if, so it can count. If you're in the major 12 cities, you can see it, right. but nowhere else. Uh, yeah, it might not even be that big. Right. right. <laughs> it might just be like New York and Chicago, LA. Chicago, Miami, sure. whatever. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> but there's so many of them now this yeah. year that it's like, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, a couple more years, January will be like the biggest month right. in movies. Yeah. Because actually everything will come out January and, and nothing will come out. Anyway, yeah. so there's all these movies. It's a... Uh, it's a mad rush this year. Summer summer films start in April, you know, sometimes right. even March, and they go until September, you know, right. and then the Oscar season starts for 10 days. Right. You know, it's right. like they don't get they don't understand the length and the elasticity of a schedule, but Right. I I don't know, it's really weird. So, uh but this week um the next 3 or 4 probably weeks will probably be uh big runs of Three to four right. pretty big movies, right? Um, this week, we got Inherent Vice, which is going to be a big movie. Um, you know, it's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson because he doesn't want to be called PT anymore, I guess. Yeah, um, that's weird. But, I mean, that, that's fine. That's he's calling. He changed. As long as he's not Mick anything, we're fine with... <laughs> no Mick G or We're anything. fine with what he wants yeah. to call himself. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Awesome. That's going to be a big thing. It's Joaquin Phoenix. It's got a a, a big supporting cast Tons of, of, of everyone. Yeah. Uh, some of them are not in the movie as much as you'd think. But anyway, right. uh, that's kind of the big thing. Then we've got a couple of, I guess, maybe smaller-ish things. The Homesman is, uh, you know, I guess not really small, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not getting anything like the kind right. of uh, marketing push that, yeah. that that all the other big things are. Yeah. Uh, even if maybe critically people 
are liking it. Right. It, it's right. not it's not actually getting the critical response I thought it might, just based on, you know, uh if certain people are in things you have to say they're awesome. Right. And uh you know there's the formula for whether or not people are gonna talk about things, right? Which uh I, I was just I was just talking about this actually because uh of Wild. Yeah. Because that's uh one where you know, if there's really only one character in a movie, then that's X number of points towards right. people are gonna like it. If you have uh you know, a really good looking woman in it who doesn't look good. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> ever in the movie, yeah. then that's a certain amount of points. Sure. So, uh, you know, wild is going to get people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in, in the homesman, you know, it's like Tommy Lee Jones and just everybody loves Tommy Lee Jones Yeah. and, and you can't avoid that. Right. And, um, you know, there's, uh, I almost feel like there's something about Westerns all of a sudden yeah. where it's like, you're going into this kind of retro thing and it's it's kind of like if you go into a genre that kind of people don't want to watch anymore, then you must be doing it for some really cool reason because right. you're making a great you're movie. Already, yeah, so, yeah, all of a sudden, right, exactly. so now that's suddenly Westerns, that's a thing and, yeah. and counts. I don't know. Anyway, so um, we're covering that one. And, uh, you know, we'll go into other Oscar <laughs> Oscar things for As that one hit, uh, yeah. pretty soon. And then also we're doing uh, Life Partners, right. which is a uh, indie uh, little number that's getting a lot of attention actually. Yeah, and may or may not be completely justified in in getting all of that attention. And we're going to tell you <laughs> what it is or what it isn't. But whether it really deserves it or not, mm-hmm. I think it's cool that it is. You know, any time that yeah, I can see that. Any time that there's kind of like an indie number where uh, people who are in it who are kind of I don't know they're they're on the rise or they're like people are yeah. uh, paying attention to them and any time they make a movie where they could have made more money. Right. <laughs> because you know they had something else they right. could have picked up and got more from. Yeah. And it's at least pretty interesting a theory, then I like that if people actually pay yeah. attention to it. Yeah. Because you know they come out all the time and no one ever cares. Right. <laughs> and, right. And you watch them on like HBO or something after like six months after they came out. Yeah. And right. Maybe they get like some word of mouth stuff going. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, it's uh it was an interesting movie and it's almost sort of like uh Francis Ha when yeah, it um, is. when people you know, this was like this weird little flying under the radar thing that at least had some people you that loved people Francis Ha too of. if I remember right. Yeah. Like you re- like I you didn't really, just enjoy it. I like really you did. loved that one. That I was really like did. really high on your list. I thought that was Yeah, uh, that's cool. I thought that was a great movie. And it's funny too because uh, if you haven't caught that one yet I think I mentioned when I talked about the movie on the show that I expected my wife to really like it, right? And yeah. and she, and when it was over, and she was like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, you know, yeah." And now she loves it, right? Like come around. Now she like right. goes back in her mind and like thinks about it. I don't know. So you know, if you didn't like it right away, just give it. Just give it a year. Just give it six or seven months yeah, or whatever. That's and funny. then all of a sudden it will be one of your favorites. That's awesome. So anyway, lots of stuff to do. And but that's a weird that's a weird pack of films we've got 
you know, life partners, the homesman, it and inherent is, vice. Man, we're is, hitting every genre. Yeah, we're not stuck on any one thing. No, I love that it's uh, a good mix. And, um, you know, this life partners movie actually reminds me almost of kind of going back to like uh, kissing Jessica Stein. Yeah. When it was, it's just this weird little movie mm-hmm. and hopefully lots of people will talk about it right. and maybe some people will see it and it's not, you know, anyone trying to make Citizen Kane or anything. It's right. just, you know, trying to make something that's fun and yeah. entertaining or whatever. Right. And, you know, do we really need $50 million budgets just to make a good movie, no. you know? So anyway, yeah. um, I like the theory of the movie. Right. Uh, quite a bit, whether or not and, I like the movie. And we're going to get into it more, but one of the things that I like the most is I like it, – it's easy to throw the banner around someone like, you know, Tina Fey, who who's a, right. a smart person, a smart woman in an industry where men are really running it, and she's telling female stories. They may right. not be the story that you think is a female story, but I like it when women tell women's stories. Right. Because when men tell women's stories, it's it's kind of awkward sometimes. Right. But uh, this this is you know this is certainly maybe not the most original of ideas, no. but it's but it's something that they wanted to tell and they wanted to tell from a female perspective and I think in that regard then then that's worth taking a look at. So I think it's interesting. We might as well just go in and start with that one. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't really have. Uh, we got a lot of email. Really. Uh, oh, we had. Would uh, you do this time? We actually had a lot of listeners last week. Cool. Now, you know what? That's no surprise. We got a lot of listeners. You uh, guys are great. We we got a lot of emails, but they were all about best of the year. Oh, lists, the and stuff awards. Coming. Yeah, cool. Uh, we got a lot of don't forget about this movie or have you seen this movie yep. or so. Then that just adds to the list of uh, we'll try and make sure and cover something. We've got a bunch we can't even cover this week. Exactly, we've seen already, you know, exactly. Foxcatcher, no, American got, Sniper, uh, all these things that are coming up. There is, um, you know, we were, we actually got several emails, you know, not really a question or anything, yeah. but we got several emails. Your favorite. Uh, that were just kind of giving us a little Uh-oh. crap about the I love it. not being all that interested in anything coming up at the end of the year because we were talking about that uh, last week and we said, yeah, this is a weird end of the it year is. because there's nothing that I'm going, <gasps> I have to get to that one or right. something. There's not a lot of big stuff. I'll, I will say this. Um, <clears throat> and at least one person might've even been two said, what about the imitation game? Are you crazy? Right. And you know, I'll give them that one. I yep. am, I am really kind of uh, looking forward to that, and that's I'm kind of. It, it's oddly, it's got the weirdest marketing for that movie. Yeah. Because it's almost like they're, you know, if we market this too hard, then the movie's not as cool as we want it to be. Right. It's like this weird. It's almost like it's got to be one of these things you've got to hear at the vi- video stores are dead, but you right. used to hear about Reservoir Dogs in the video right. store aisle. Some guy. Would Hey, I know what you need. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is this sounds so shady, but this is how it used to be. You know, where your friend would be like, I just saw this crazy bootleg my brother bought back from college. You gotta right. see this. That doesn't happen anymore. And then it's cool. And then that's you know, that's how you become like uh well, in the case of this movie, um, I'm not really sure. They're going for a different kind of weird coolness or something. Like it's like go see our movie, but we don't want to talk about it that much. Right. Or right. I, don't, I don't know right. what it is. If we try to sell well, it too hard, then 
it just doesn't resonate the pure awesomeness that it should. Yeah. And you should just see it anyway. There's, there's, you know, there's definitely some films that, that one, the, uh, um, it's the theory of everything. Yeah. I'm excited to see that not wholly just because of the story. Um, and I'm not smart enough to understand all the principles that I'm scared. Stephen Hawking I'm has scared to stuff. see that movie. I've been I'm putting just, that one off. Have you, so. I'm, I'm curious to see it based on just a performance piece. Like I hear the guy is so amazing at it. And so amazing at playing Hawking. And I, I want to see it for that. Like, right. I'm curious. I hope everything else is great. But, I mean, there are some films I'm interested in. Inherent Vice was one of them. Right. But, again, these are films that aren't necessarily coming out this but, year. But they're not, they're not films. And, you know, American Sniper, um, which I think you've seen already. I saw it. And, and I, yeah. I have not gotten that one yet. But um, American Sniper, I'm I'm interested to see. It's a big end-of-the-year kind of thing yep. that... You know, I'm a little irritated that you only ever see the one trailer scene yeah. over and over. And then ultimately, you don't really have that much indication of where things are going. Yeah. But that's a movie that I'm kind of scared to see a little bit. And so is The Theory of Everything. Yeah. And I mean, for obviously totally different reasons. <laughs> right. But Theory of Everything, I'm a little scared to see just because what if it gets all real cheesy and stuff? Yeah. And then I go, right. oh, um, hooray. Right. I yeah. mean, then right. I... And then it'll be a weird movie, and maybe it'll even be a good movie, but it just... It's a strange season. Odd, it's I a think. strange season we've talked. I don't think about it on the show fully, but I can't remember because we talk all the time. I can't remember what's on air, what isn't. Um, you know, that things like Foxcatcher, which is has to be really interesting for you because you know the story. Right. So the movie itself has to either improve upon something or really, like, stun you with what it can do with right. what you already know. Like, you're not going to be surprised by anything that happens if you've ever heard the actual events. Although tons so, of people will go into that movie without it, knowing. Well, and they don't know because they don't know who John DePont is. You know, which, they don't which know is a weirder thing. thing too because it's like if you're going to make a movie about something that really happened, right? Do you pick something that's like, you know, people have to go wait what? Right. I mean, like what was or that? that in the really Everyone knows talking like, about, what am I watching right? that for? Right. So, you know, American Sniper, true story, based on a real guy who was in the news not more than a year or two ago, you yeah, know, not, theory of everything, true ago, story right. based on a guy who's still alive and making news anytime he right. hiccups, right. you know? I mean, so it's just like an interesting, this is based on a true story. Your favorite, you know, opening salvo, you know, when we watch horror films, which obviously, you know, isn't what we're talking about when now, they but say based on I love true it when story, it's based right. on true events or, right. you know, and I just love the groan you give, you know, like, oh God. Right. But anyway, so well, there are right. films to be looking forward to, but really like technically a bunch of these come out next year. But I, I still feel like it's, uh, especially the last couple of years we've been doing this. Yeah. But even for like the last, Maybe maybe, awesome. maybe five years, right? Yeah. First, at least the last five years. Every year when it gets close to December, I'm like, oh my god, there's like ten movies that yeah. I have to see right now. And it's hard picking one of them. And to I'm start really with. right, yeah. and I'm like really hyped up for a bunch of movies. And yeah. this year, sure, there are movies that I want to see. Yeah. There are movies that are are pretty interesting. There are probably some movies that at the end of the day I'm going to love them or whatever. It's just not the same thing going on. Right. The, I'm not rushing home theater, to get right. to the DVDs, you know, the screeners, right. the links, the you know, right. the theater to see whatever we're looking at. So anyway, but uh, but everyone so, else should uh, hit, hit the theater hard yeah. and spend a lot of money at yeah. the theater. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant by the whole thing. Right. That's uh, right. that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, Life Partners, you which you can't partners? go to the theaters and see, so take that. Right. <laughs> uh, 
is uh, you can get it like a, on uh, Apple. It's it's available now. It's on. It says it's, it's on Amazon it's, too. It's on iTunes, Amazon, yeah. sure, whatever. I mean, uh, you can you can rent it and watch it. And uh, that was really the release of right. this movie. It was it was like a VOD release, whatever. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's oddly Leighton Leighton Meester mm-hmm. and uh, Jillian Jacobs uh, and Adam Brody. So there's uh it, it's a it's a weird young person uh yeah. pool that were <laughs> of popularity that we're snatching these people out of. Yep. And uh so if you watch Community or uh, right. Gossip Girl or you, you know yeah. all, all of these people at home, you see everybody. The weird thing about this movie for me because I'll I'll kick right off with this and because it's just so weird uh for me. Um and then we'll uh, get our ratings. Um, is that uh, Leighton Meester? Meister. Meester. It looks like Meester. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard anyone say her name, quite frankly. But anyway, right. she is the person that I really like the least in reality. Right. Of the big. Yeah. And she's the person that I liked the most in the movie. Yeah. She, uh, she's I, very I charismatic she really and charming cool. and does everything. And she's not the person that you're. Right, necessarily supposed to like the right. most. Right. Um, you're not supposed to like dislike her or anything. You're, you're probably supposed to identify uh, most with her, but really like not see a whole lot. She's supposed to be probably too close to the forest for the trees, that kind of thing. Right. So, uh, so anyway, the they are Sasha and Paige, who are you know best friends, yeah. been best friends forever. They're uh, getting a little older. It's one of those, you know, it's kind of like you said, it's not the most original thing, especially because, you know, every popular book for the last right. 10 years that's been aimed at. Right. <clears throat> aimed at, I'm going to say, uh, quite honestly, women who don't read all that much, but read, right? But not like, you know, read like 50 books a year yeah, or right. something like that. Um, any of those books. I were borrowing heavily from whatever their plots are and kind yeah. of mashing them all together and and picking and choosing and then making our own story out of it. Right. But anyway, they're best friends, have been been best friends forever, and this is like a very uh even without it being like a chiclet kind of a thing. This is like, you know, best friends who get older. Someone gets in a relationship and gets serious. Whether or not the other person does <laughs> might right. vary from story to story or whatever, but it's really like when you grow up and everyone gets married and then, you know, you don't see your friends as much and right. and that whole thing, except, you know, the twist here is that one of them is gay. Right. So we've got, uh, we've got a different spin on whether or not you're getting together with who you're getting together with or whatever's happening. And then you've got... Uh, one of them's very serious. There's a very like and Shirley kind of weird vibe going on in this movie too. And it's uh you know, one of them is a very serious person, one of them cannot get their life together and right. keeps getting money from their parents right. in order yeah. to not continue with the music career. Yeah. And, you know, uh one string of dates after the other and you know the very weird thing and I'll probably get a lot of emails uh about this and and that's fine. Um the the weird thing a little bit about this is that uh Leighton Meester is really the guy. Yeah. Like she is like the you know stereotypical kind of 
you know, guy who won't. He like well, she should be a guy. In, in these stories, in, this movie, in, right? these, in stories, these stories, it's always the guy who's the man child who doesn't grow up, doesn't right. live out of his parents' basement, would really like to keep going to parties, hanging out with his friends, like while everybody and, and else has got would their like act to, together. Would like to work very little because and get paid can, a lot. He can keep saying right. that he's, uh, you know, he can keep staring at the guitar. I'm an artist, I'm a writer, room, I'm a right. movie, you know, and you, you hide behind that for a certain amount of time and that shield works until you get to be a certain age. And in the film, both women are about turn, not 30, 29, which right. they which they deem right. as almost as big as 30. Right. Um, and, and in that regard, yeah, what what you're saying is in all the films that lead up to this kind of, you know, romantic comedy, like this is basically a romantic comedy in a lot of ways. It's just, you know. One of the stars. It's is just a lesbian. that, it's just so, that they're, they're not. not. Well, and not only that, but if you if you kind of skew how you look at things a little bit, it's like a romantic comedy, except that they don't date each other. Right. It's like a well, romantic and, and like comedy the, of right. friends. And, and like the <laughs> right. title suggests, you know, the the joke of that, life you know, they're my hetero right. life partner. Right. Right. You know, so they go through life in a relationship in a way more close than anyone who's in a relationship often does. Which is something that they even almost, they almost talk address, about, right? right? So. They they come very close to saying those exact things, right. but they kind of talk around it a little bit. Right. And then you've got the uh, the kind of typical, um, you know, they really like each other at first. We have to see them really close. Right. Then they have to kind of move apart a little bit. And then mm-hmm. someone has to start dating someone. Someone has to start dating someone else. Right. And then it's like, uh, you know, one of the things that I really liked about the movie is that they actually kind of address disliking your friend's uh, dates or, yeah. or uh, who who right. she starts dating. Right. And you don't like them. And then what do you do? Right. And not that that's never happened in a movie or anything. But I think a lot of stuff in this movie, you know, like you said, it's sort of from a woman's perspective. You've seen yeah. a lot of this stuff before. Yeah. You've seen a lot of the, the general ideas, but uh, not really with a woman telling it. Like, for example, when uh, when she's in the car and uh, it, it's funny because you're never really sure. So Jillian Jacobs starts dating Adam Brody mm-hmm. and uh, they get pretty serious. And you never really get a sense that she really likes him all that much, which yeah, I think is right. really interesting. Like, yeah. it's just there's some sort of, you know, if like a guy made this story, they would just be really madly in right. love. They would have fell in love at first sight in and, a bar as it was closing. Right. And, 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 and you would you would never you would never really stray too far either. Yeah. Even if it would be mad that you're OK with, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of. But in this telling of the story, it, it's like you're never like he proposes eventually, and you're like, I don't know, is she gonna, right. is she gonna say yes? Shouldn't act right. like she likes him all right. that much. Yeah. And, and for, but anyway, there's this uh, scene in the in the car when they're talking about uh, not liking uh, Leighton Meester's new girlfriend. Yeah. And Jillian Jacobs, like, she goes on this whole, like, rant, right? right? And Adam Brody's like, well, but you're not going to tell her that. And she's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to tell her that. Right. You know, yeah. And it's like a girl. Not like yeah. right. something like the same story, whatever. You wouldn't care. Right. If you had the lips of this, like, the guy would have a conversation in the car and go, that chick, 
<laughs> That'd be the whole That'd story, be a, right? It'd be a quick turn. Yeah. It was uh, anyway, but uh, we haven't given our ratings. Uh, yeah, I told, I told, we got we're a little sidetracked, but that's all right. Um, I'm giving this one a seven, and yeah. I almost want to give it a little bit more because I do like it a lot, and it's very fun, and yeah. uh, and you should the seven should be taken in the most positive way, right? Being seven, not a negative, not it couldn't get any, yeah. But there were. There were several things that I didn't like about the movie, um, including, I think, a, a really a really cheap way out of trying to tell a certain part of the story with Jillian Jacobs when she uh, backs into her neighbor's car. Mm-hmm. And every time that came up, I, I just was like, you know, this is just not knowing how to tell a story. Right. And I and, and I just I like I couldn't forgive it. And. Especially because it, it seemed like you could fix it a little more. Yeah. And it was, I think it was going too hard at the idea that, um, you know, her character is just right, whether she's right or not. Right. And everyone in her life has to deal with it. And you could maybe tone that down a little bit and still deliver the same thing at the end. Yeah. And the part that really made me mad about it was that when we got to the end, I liked what happened. Yeah. I just didn't like how we got how there. We got to I was that like, point. I, I was like, uh, you know, that's a pretty cool move, mm-hmm. I think, for the movie to kind of go there with her. <clears throat> but man, that, you know, having to suffer through yeah. the, the kind of really tedious and just really too simplistic and, and easy. Yeah, and there were other things that I didn't like about it too, but that one stands out. There yeah. were, there was some stuff I didn't like about the other characters and and kind of how the story. Uh, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's written and directed by uh, Susanna Fogel. Yeah, and I, I hate to bash too much on the writing, but I just thought there was there was a lot of stuff we were trying to do, and then there was and and I liked a lot of it. And then there was a lot of ways we were getting there that yeah. I just was like, ah, you know, yeah. somebody else needs to look at the script right. and go, maybe just this. And then, right. which is what we say all the time. We often <laughs> say it, but it doesn't mean it's not true. So uh, I, I'm at a five. I actually, wow. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, in the middle with it, basically feeling like it's average. It didn't. It didn't do anything for me except paint with very broad brushstrokes these characters, which are an amalgamation of every other character who's ever been in any film like this, right. ever. And it, you know, indie or major studio, it's right. just the true pleasure of the film was watching Leighton Easter. Yeah, you know, she was absolutely engaging in a way that I didn't think, nor would I have initially given her credit, not just because she's a pretty face, not just because she does TV, but just because I feel like if she was talented in the way that this seems to show her as, You'd have seen it somewhere else. I'd have seen it already. Right, right. And, it, and it's a real nice thing to see that this kind of takes off and maybe produces a little bit more in terms of opportunity for her. Because if this is just scratching the surface, and it didn't look like, and I mean this as a compliment, it didn't look like she was trying real hard. You know, no, and that, maybe and maybe true, yeah. maybe that's the beauty of her skill set, which is maybe she tried her ass off, and this is what it looked like. And and if so, great, congratulations, because it works. Right. And if you're not trying your ass off, and this is what it looks like, great. Hopefully, this gets you an opportunity to try to push you, because you've got a lot of talent somewhere. Right. But she's she's enigmatic, charismatic. You know, all the addicts that you can throw on this, and and I found that the story worked best when she was on screen. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, she's not on screen all the time. And the other stuff, I agree, I'm not going to reiterate a lot of it because, you know, you said it. Like those scenes that you mentioned actually were on the tip of my tongue when I got a chance to say, like, these bothered me too. Which is funny because the flip side is in order to get Paige to a place where these things like her talking to her neighbor about the fender bender, that that scene with her mother in the wedding dress has to happen. And I love that scene. Right. That's a great scene where everyone's doing their job. It's not that she's a bad actress, and it's not that that whole thing is written badly. It's just that suddenly has everything firing in all the right direction. And her delivery of the line when she finally realizes why, you know, Brody is mad at her, why her friendships are being estranged. Like when she hits this realization, venting at her mother, out her mother, you know, controlling her, she realized, I've become my mother. Holy crap. Right. And it works great. And I just wish more of the film, even though that wasn't unpredictable, I could have sat down and with my left hand written the plot synopsis of this whole thing. There was nothing in it that was original or new except for Leighton Meester being better than I thought. Right. And for me, even though I liked the performances and I thought everybody did a really good job, there's no originality to be found in this thing at all. And that brought it down. Well, okay. So for me, it's an absolutely average film. I think that uh, we can't spend too much time on uh, any one movie when yeah. we have to do three. But I, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you there, which uh, well, your makes, rating certainly says makes, it, but... makes sense for uh, my higher rating. Yeah. Not exactly uh, that things are original, but so there's that scene with the wedding dresses with her mom, and that's obviously the big, you know, kind of culmination of events that we're trying to explode through. Yeah. Because we've seen her mom before, right. and we, we get a pretty clear picture of her mom, Yeah. Um, and then now it's this whole thing. She's having a fight with her boyfriend. What I thought was awesome going into that scene, too, was yeah. that she's having a big fight with her boyfriend, hasn't talked to him for a right. couple of days, and does not want to be there in the right. first place. On her own, would never be trying on wedding dresses right, right now. Right. But she's there with her mom because her mom says, right, right, this is what <laughs> we're doing. Because right. the, we have this appointment and we're going. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're not talking to him. Anyway, but that scene I thought was really good. Another scene that I thought was uh, really well done and the only thing that uh, much of the good stuff that's in this movie irritates you by virtue of it not being there more. Yeah. You know, that yeah. it's that it's not more of the movies not like this. Yeah. Because there was another scene when they like go bowling. Yeah. With the new annoying girlfriend. Right. And I thought everyone in that scene was awesome. Yeah. I thought that whole scene came together really well, felt actually pretty natural. There was a part where uh so you know, you've got the uh, heterosexual dating couple who don't like the new girlfriend of the gay friend. Mm-hmm. And I thought everyone was, uh, you know, the dialogue was really good. But then when she was being weird-ish, you know, and uh, Adam Brody, like, you know, turns around and goes, what the? Yeah, like, he's just right. lipping stuff. And I see the reaction, and then, you know, Meester catches the reaction. Yeah. And then, you know, like, rolls her eyes. Like, right. I, you guys are so I, mature. I yeah. see you that right. you guys are, you know, whatever. Right. So that whole scene was really well delivered. And it's irritating because more of the movie is not at that same level. But I think I disagree with you a little bit because that scene and the wedding dress scene, not that kind of the basic ideas are original at all, but I think that the movie has parts like that in a much different way because it's like a woman trying to tell the story. Yeah. 
And you've seen the basic idea before, but I don't think you've seen it told in the same way exactly or told with the same kind of trying to get the same perspective through. And it kind of worked for me. I I liked it. This is this, you know, we're friends outside of this thing. So this is going to sound to anybody who doesn't know that maybe more snotty. But maybe I've seen more of these films than you. I don't know that I have or I haven't, but there was nothing there was nothing really in this that really stood out for me like that because I agree that scene's really good. But for every one of those scenes I have to sit through seven or ten wasted film minutes in a ninety minute movie with this petty grievance that seems very important to the story, but for what reason I don't know about this former secretary who's now some sort of pencil pusher in her office. Right, yeah. That, like, this is a big waste stuff, of time, Mark. That stuff is terrible. You know, and that's, that exceeds more time than it needs to, because there's three scenes where that. Now, if it succeeds in getting her fired, I understand. There's a way to do that better. But what I see is a, a filmmaker, male or female, doesn't matter. If, if this is a male, I'm going to hold him to the same standard. But you're trying to tell me a story that is not necessarily original, but somehow this moment, maybe it's because it happened to you in your own real life, and you feel like you need to share that with others means more to you personally than it does to the audience, and you failed as a storyteller in this instance. I'm putting a lot on that one moment, but there are a lot of these little scenes that seem very important to the filmmaker for some reason to convey a story that I've already seen a bunch of times, and in doing so, didn't really bring anything new to it. So it distracted me from what I thought was really working. I really like, like I said, the characters, everybody in it, the story is average enough, but the characters all pulled their weight way better, but it was just the unoriginality and the kind of predictability that brought me down because so much of that was interesting. I expected it to be elevated a little bit in some way. I don't know how really, but I, I wanted to be a little bit more wild than what I was. And I was pretty much just average. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I think I agree with all that stuff, but I think, <laughs> I think I you just had a better time with it. I, that's all. I agree that a lot of those parts were really yeah, really flat. Not even that they were like, flat's a good word for not it, that they, they were bad. terrible. No, right, exactly. Right. They weren't bad. They, they were just flat, man. That's a good way to put. There were there were too many moments at, with her as a secretary, right? Be- when uh, you know when you could have just showed us the one thing, yep. And we're like, dude, we get it, okay? Exactly. And then, and then they went back to it, and flat, that and right. that was a waste. Yeah. And there were a lot of parts like that where it was dragging things down. But that doesn't mean that there was nothing original in in I, in the movie. I think that the way the way that we got a lot of the scenes that I liked, yeah, there was something original in there because I think that those, uh, for me, I think they at least you know, being original doesn't mean that no one has ever done anything. No, no, and I don't like mean it. it. And I don't mean it that that I, hard. But I, I think yeah, that, I understand. I think that they have like a little bit different perspective because they're trying to say things yeah. and and give you like the woman's view yeah. of how this moment feels to the woman, right. right? Right. And I and I I thought those were really good, and I had more fun with those, and I could yeah. <clears throat> I could just gloss over some of the other things, but which is not to say that it's great, but I don't think that it's true that there's like absolutely nothing original and there's, you know, kind of no yeah. point to things at yeah. all. Anyway, that's where um, we're I, I thought it was a little bit more fun than you. Yeah, that's okay. And all of the negative things that you say, I pretty much, <laughs> I pretty much agree with. This is um, okay. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in here that's very rough. Yeah. But I will say this as much as, uh, you know, I didn't love it or think it was awesome. I mean, I think that uh, for where it is, I guess, in the 
spectrum. I think it was uh, doing a fairly good job at what it was trying to do, a little bit more than average. Anyway. Yeah. But I will say this, though. I'm I'm keen to see what else she does. Oh, my. Um, actually. Uh, this um, because I'm not familiar with Susanna Fogel, really. Right. And uh, I I think, I hate to guess, but uh, she wrote for Chasing Life. Yep. And uh, actually has a producer credit on that. But um, really, there's a TV series apparently called I Need Susanna. <laughs> and uh, other than that, she, you know, hasn't, you're not going to know her name from anything. And I'm pretty interested to see what this will branch out into and what will come next. Yeah. Uh, we got to get to cool. stuff quickly here. So right. that's our take on that. The right. Homesman. Right. Uh, we'll do that one and maybe quickly so that we can get inherent ice. Yeah. Um, the Homesman is uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Hillary Swank, and. Not a whole lot of other people <laughs> no. in giant right. uh, roles. Which, so like, like I was saying, you know, you've got your, you've got your things for people to talk Oscar Lee, right, <laughs> or or with awards in mind. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't seem to start. That's right. going to get him points. Yeah. He directed it. It's uh, it's a western, so everyone thinks that there must be some reason that it's good. So that's not going <laughs> to hurt anything, right? You've got Hillary Swank. Which, you know, uh, I'll get some more emails, but, um, you know, a not attractive female star means people are going to talk Oscar about it. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's just, I didn't make the world. <laughs> I'm just describing it to you. Yeah. And, and not only that, but I mean, she's proven herself in the award ness arena, right. right? I mean, people talk about her. It's not, it's not like she came out of nowhere and no talked about her before and yeah, so, she's wonders, and yeah. so now it's not um it's not just one person in the movie really but it's really only two and that's pretty close to, right right that's gonna get you a bunch of points for people to talk about the right. movie in an right. award way and in this one, uh, there isn't a lot that happens except people talking to each other. So yeah. that's going to get you some some points too. Right. People, right. You know, award people like those movies where yeah. it's just really a bunch of conversations. There's not there's not a lot of stuff that happens. There's you know we, there are apparently three crazy women, right. which the whole thing if you tear this movie apart into its outline, it sounds really weird. Yeah. I mean, you're not selling that to anyone on a poster if you could make it happen. Somehow. Yeah. But there's uh Hillary Swank is this. I'm pretty sure this is the, like the Nebraska territory. Yeah. In, yeah. uh, in, in long time ago land right. when it's <laughs> Westerns, right? That's awesome. I don't know what year it is or, yeah, or if it either. makes any sure bit, kind of different. It, but yeah. But uh, basically where they are, you know, there's a part early on in the movie where we see them uh, in a church. Yep. And John Lithgow is uh, the the local preacher. Yep. And, you know, there's like six people. Right. And, and it's a bigger church than that. There's pews on either side. Right, right. There's there, only a few people there. There's in there. room. Yeah. We're, we're thinking right. we might expand and right. other people might <laughs> yeah. show up. But for right now, there's like, right. there's like six people and a preacher. Yeah. And uh, some of those people, you have to ride ways to get to their house. Right. right. So this is like we're living way out there, right? right? 
And Hillary Swank is one of the people who lives there. She doesn't have a husband. She's got she's got her own place there. And she is, you know, I don't even know how you would describe her. Like she is a uh an uncommon person in right. this era, right, who's uh, out there by herself yeah, taking she, on the land. Yeah. Right? Uneducated she's an educated independent, which is rare. And right. she's labeled as plain, which keeps her single. Right. And she wants company. So Right. And uh there's a very strange part for me early on when she tries to convince this guy to marry that was her. strange. I thought that was That's the first scene that that she was a real weird story. opening. Yeah. And it kinda didn't mean anything for anything that comes later in any way that we couldn't have just you know, had somebody kind of talk about this story about her. Like, yeah. remember that time when right. she did this? Or and she's then, walking down the street and women, you know, someone else is saying something like, well, that's her. That's Cuddy. Right. She doesn't, she's never been able to get anybody. She doesn't know, she can't keep nobody. She asks everybody, right. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was, uh, that was a strange intro. It was odd, I thought, especially yeah. for where we're going, which is just her and Tommy Lee Jones traveling across the territory forever. And right. we don't, we don't really need that right, building. That, so I, right. I thought that was really weird. But anyway, Tommy Lee Jones is uh, some manner of unscrupulous person yeah. who uh, Hillary Swank finds. Uh, he's strung up on his horse and, uh, you know, like his horse uh, conveniently is standing still so that he doesn't die. Right, right. <laughs> and she has to cut him down and she has made this arrangement. Apparently we have three women who've all gone crazy. Despite the fact that the next three women are like 500 miles away. Right. But nevertheless, we've got We're three, <laughs> right. three women who've all gone crazy uh, for their own reasons or whatever. And someone has to transport them back east so that they can go back to their families or go somewhere where they can be taken care of. Their husbands, who are all here, cannot take care of them, whatever. And she's volunteered to do it, and she finds Tommy Lee Jones conveniently when she needs someone to go with her so that she right. can say, if I cut you down, then you have to come with me and right. help me and do all this stuff. Right. And he does. And then we get this like really special wagon we can lock people in. <laughs> Yeah, and which uh, God just making that thing—it's like a paddy wagon, literally. <laughs> like it really is, like one padlock and one padlock, yeah. and no one gets out. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Anyway, yeah. um, and there's uh, plenty of little iron things we put where you can shackle right. people yeah. to it or whatever. I mean, it's like a little—it's like a tiny little it's dungeon, awful. right? And uh, anyway, so we uh, so we're gonna throw the women. And we have to go pick them all up from their husbands, and then it's like we just start going. Yeah. And, you know, the misadventures that happen along the way and the the problems we run into, the difficulties of uh, corralling crazy women and whatever. And then there's your story. Right. So um, I gave this one a four. Yeah. Um, Ouch. I think largely because I never actually felt like there was any point to telling this story. It's almost like... Um, somebody tells you a really long joke and then they just stop telling it and there's no punchline. <laughs> it's like, My God, that's horrible. This is going to be the biggest discrepancy we've ever had. Really? No. <laughs> because no. you loved it? No. I'm, I'm At the same there. time, I, you know, like with Life Partners, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to like it more. There are some really great moments in this movie. And this Not one, many, but some. This one, I, 
I both wanted to like it more and less. Uh, there were <laughs> there were there were times where know. you know one of the problems with me for this movie was what seemed like horrifically long times where I wasn't sure why I was watching the movie anymore. There are really long drags where you're just kind of going, yeah. This is a, this is a, we've done this before. Get on with it. This like is a two-hour movie that felt like a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Right. And I don't mean, I'm not even being dramatic. I mean, it right. really felt long right. to me because there's a lot of stuff here that isn't necessarily the stuff we say we'll never talk about. It wasn't just all cinematography shots. Right. You know, this is a Wild West film, and fans of the genre know what to expect in a film that's a Western. You're going to have these long, sprawling tumbleweed sunsets, you know, these glorious mountain rising, right, you know, right. sun sunrises. Obviously, you have to have You've got to have that stuff. Are, the only right? thing that I didn't see in this film was a rattlesnake somewhere by a rock. You know what right, I mean? Getting right. picked off with, getting picked off by right. something. Right, Tommy Lee Jones had to shoot right. it or something. There, or... You know, not to jump in and cut you off if, if you weren't done. I, I'm basically at a very forgiving five. Yeah. You know, again, I thought it was basically just kind of when all the pluses are weighed against all the minuses. And in this instance, there were a lot more negatives than there were positives. It's basically just kind of an average film. It's got a lot of problem. It had some potential. But it's Oscar bait because it's like this Dances with Wolves thing. Like right. we're going to take Oscar nominees or Oscar winners, throw them into a Western, make it real bleak. There's no Jedis. There's no you know killer sharks. Like right. what what's happening here? And even when things seem to be picking up and getting interesting, like when they're they're going through uh, the territories and they, as inevitably they have to, come upon some Native Americans. Right. And there's a moment there where I'm like, all right, we're about to see Tommy Lee Jones do some Tommy Lee Jones. And then we see nothing. And we don't see a thing. No, and we I'm see like, nothing. It's weird. <clears throat> For me, some of the stuff that was interesting is uh, I can appreciate Hillary Swank's talent, but I don't really enjoy watching her act. No, she, I don't either. She does something for me in a way that I don't understand for you. Like you hate Sandra Bullock and we've, you know, whenever she's in a film and everyone loves her, you know, you're kind of put off instantaneously by like, sure, I got to watch her because everyone thinks she's something. Hillary Swank has been missing for a while. And, and it's been interesting because I didn't know what she was doing, but now that she's back, I, I don't miss her. Right. Like there wasn't anything about her. And, and because I know we're running quick on time, I'll just say, and I even kind of liked her in this. She's not more, bad. More than like my average liking of her. I like I like the middle hour of the film with her in it the best versus yeah. the bookends because I don't like the stuff that we see her in initially to get her character. And I'm not real wild about the stuff that happens at the end of the film with her in it. Right. Um, but Tommy Lee Jones was a character who I had no idea who he was. At some point, he seemed slapstick and grumpy. He seemed like Yosemite right. Sam. And then later, he seemed like a real bad, bad man. Like right. he never seemed to be one guy who needed to be yet he seemed to be everything the story required whenever the right. page turned to that. And right. it was unreliable, and I didn't enjoy it. No, and it, But the and story it, and itself it was boring as hell. I mean, there was nothing right. going on. Right. But I like the idea when you told me the, the premise of this, which is these, you know, they got to they gotta take three crazy women to an insane asylum across the territories, and Tommy Lee Jones basically goes along as a stagehand because, hey, it's the Wild West. And I'm like, I, I might be on that. Right. That sounds kind of <laughs> unforgiving-like to me. Right. Is really not. No. It's really, I mean, it's really, really not. And only a couple scenes that I'm not even going to bore the audience with, you know, lavishing on. But there were a couple scenes I really liked. There and there were for me, too. There were some there. good cameos, like James Spader shows up and has very nothing to do, but is, is fun. Right. You know, and, and John Lithgow. I like seeing Lithgow act, but there's nothing to his stuff. But, man, no. this thing was dry and boring and laborious. And I watched it all, and I kind of felt like at the end, like like what you just said, like, did we really need this movie? 
like this is like a pet project of his, I believe. Right, and right. that means that, of course, he's got the money and the clout to get it because everyone thinks that's an Oscar. Right. Man, I just would have skipped that one entirely. Yeah. I'm giving it a five, but I would <laughs> not necessarily tell people to go watch this movie. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I give it a four probably for the same reason that you give it a five because there were at least a few scenes yeah. where you were like, okay, that was pretty cool. Right. And, Do more of that. And, and, you were, yeah. and that was pretty fun. But it's almost like we have to watch them walk yeah. For, yeah. from each one. It's like right. it's almost That's a like, great way to put it. It's almost like this uh at the beginning they start talking about, man, that's a three week trip on a wagon, right? <laughs> right. And so you're like, But do I have to watch the whole thing? It's yeah. like you're reading the memoirs of the person who wrote it, like with with nothing trimmed yeah. to make it into a story where you have like several days where you go, just walked, right. saw a coyote. Right. Now we have to watch <laughs> right. them do it. And it's like take my forever. fast my fast joke synopsis of this is I cared more about the characters in my in my Oregon Trail video game experience than I did anything in this film at all. <laughs> exactly. When 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 Jeb came down with this, you know, when when my guys died from something, right. you know, I, I cared you, about that. You know, I didn't what's, care about anybody. You know what's this. really weird too about this movie that I thought for me at least made watching the movie kind of a weird experience is that you expect there to be a lot more crazy in this movie. Oh, yeah. And there's a bunch of crazy at the beginning when we have to explain that they're crazy and go, look, see, she's crazy. Right. Right. But we're on a a (laughs) three-week trip. Yeah. There's no purpose to this trip other than the fact that we're transporting people who are supposedly really insane. And you know, there's no crazy. There's there's uh, yeah. the one girl like escapes, right? And then we have to get her back from the guy who found I like her. that scene, even though it was so I, weird. I like that scene, except that that scene kind of annoyed me again because where the hell did that guy? Come I know from? he's just out there looking is for everybody. No I know. one else, yeah, <laughs> for like a eighty mile radius at least, right? And the one moment that this crazy woman starts running he, she is just the moment up. that yeah. he happens he's just by. there right he's like, behind some cactus somewhere on. right at least be near somewhere and sell me on the fact that there may be people around if right. we're going to do that you know anyway. right anyway so uh we don't have a long time left for inherent vice so we will uh, uh we may go over a little bit yeah. uh today but we'll move on i right. gotta i gotta say skip it I do too. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not real sure I could suggest it to see to anyone unless I knew specifically they were a big fan of the western genre and then they're going to like this for reasons that I simply cannot. Right. So, and uh, or, you know, if you just if it's a western, I'm yeah. going to love it. If right. you're if you're in that category or something, if you, you really love Tommy Lee western, or something, yes. Yeah, 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 maybe. Okay. But I, not uh, for me. Inherent vice. Yeah. Um all right. So, now this time we'll just uh, jump out with the rating. So, you yeah. go first. Uh Inherent Vice for me was an 8. Oh, eight. Eight. I wow. almost said eight and a half, but I think I think I would have to watch it again to get to eight and a half. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of wow. fun with it. Oh, don't give me this. No, I didn't I I'll tell you right now, I didn't like it. I um, knew you wouldn't. I I feel like the best I can do for this is a five. Yeah. So we're on like the I, we're on like the exact opposite right. almost page of life partners. Real quick, you know, because I know you're going to say you know your thing on it. I this is one of those films that I absolutely understand why anyone would give it a five or a four. I do. I see. Right. I see the problems in it. For me, the style over substance kind of thing. I get it. But man, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Yeah, you know, I feel That's almost. Too bad you didn't. I feel almost like there is a sense in which. Uh, 
I was watching the Holmesman again. Oh no, <laughs> because, man! No, because no, it was no. like there was there was stuff that I really liked. Yeah. But I was on this really long walk. It is a very between. long walk. Well, look, the other me, things where right. there was a whole lot that happened that I had to watch yeah. that was not interesting and was not doing anything and was just watching Joaquin Phoenix smoke dope for the sake of watching him <laughs> nah, smoke that's dope. That's not true. It, there, were, there were long, long things in between all the stuff that was There good. really are. I'm not going to argue that. You have, I and think you I didn't see. have a lot of fun with uh, a uh, lot of those in-between parts, right? Yeah. The, the in-between parts, I was just like, uh, get to the next The thing. main story nuggets were kind of, yeah, I can see this. You have to, I think you should concede anyway that where the homesman didn't have any characters that were interesting. This no, no, I liked, too many. I liked the characters. Like, there's a lot of really great characters. And that, that was actually a problem for me was that and and then none of them were in it there are a lot in a of way, great characters right. in a and way they're, they're not really there not. they're there but they're almost <laughs> right. always cameoing their own character yeah right the, and and this was um this one is so it's walking phoenix so i have to say you have to lose some points for walking phoenix forever for me We've talked about that. We have. Before. This is why I'm at an eight. We've it, talked it, it about it. Automatically that came down. It's automatic. Uh-huh. Uh, losing some points for yeah. having Walking Phoenix in, yeah. uh, just like her. You know, her should right. have been ten, but it right. It could have been. Robert Downey Jr. was supposed to be in this. That would have been great. <clears throat> that would that would have been interesting. It would have been a little bit different. But... Uh, I really like Josh Brolin. Another thing that I didn't like great. though, um, I like Josh Brolin, and <clears throat> one thing that I didn't like was that it. There's a theory somewhere about part of the whole story um, that for me I didn't love because it's like this reverse film noir. It's like you yeah. took like everything about film noir and said, well, but what if we do the opposite yeah. and make a movie out of it? And I'm like, well, yeah. I That's don't great if it's good. I I guess. For me, I, it was I fun. Did, I liked a lot of – Everything visual about it because yeah, it's it, really because good. it's Paul Thomas Anderson, right? And, and you're gonna and you're visually, gonna like that. Yeah, I felt for me that this movie was almost. Uh, and, and I will say this: at least Paul Thomas Anderson is a lot better at sucking than uh, than other people because yeah. there was a lot of good stuff and there was a yeah. lot of fun stuff, and I think the story overall makes for some interesting things when you there's like a point where you stop caring what the story is at all you just want to see what Joaquin Phoenix's character does yeah it's like it's like there's story stuff happening and you go well whatever who cares i just want to watch him do whatever he's going to do yeah and that's good i mean that's a good thing right yeah. except that it just didn't come together but for me there was a ton of this movie that made me feel like Paul Thomas Anderson was jumping on like the Oliver Stone, Ridley Scott mm-hmm. trip that we've seen lately where all of them – and, you know, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is actually one of those guys. I think we might have mentioned this not too long ago where, um, you know, he's one of those guys that people think has directed a lot more movies than he yeah, has. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 really actually, he actually He's hasn't. like a Wes Anderson. Like people think right. he's got like a long list of stuff. It's very short. Right. And and all of it is really good. Right. Uh, or I mean, all, all of it might not be the best thing ever, but all of it's really yeah. good. And it's, you know, it's like I just got this feeling like I was going to a Ridley Scott movie – you know, and I was getting like Prometheus or whatever. Yeah. 
it's That's like it's like you know I even like like Ridley Scott like the counselor like did did you get the counselor last year that you turned, movie yeah. was you turned me so off from seeing that, that. Movie I'm was so excited so to go see it bonkers oh, man. Yeah, yeah maybe you should go see it after I'm gonna, this now and I'm you'll, gonna, go, you'll be like you're out of your mind you'll I'll go, write what? in you're crazy That's market are you But uh you know or like Oliver Stone and you see Savages or even like oh, the 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 Damn Wall Street the Wall Street sequel right. uh, that I thought was crazy too right. And you know there was something about this movie for whatever reason what it made me think of was you you're at like an art gallery right watching uh, you're you're at an art gallery seeing some great stuff, and it turns out that you know like Ridley Scott and Oliver Stone made it. Right. And then you go, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to see the next thing that they did. And all of a sudden, you find yourself like in the Museum of Modern Art. Yeah. And it's like, and you're going, I'll, I'll that's say, just a painting of one color. <laughs> <that's> right. <laughs> and, and you're like, right. and you know, not that there's right no value Here in modern go. art or Here whatever. But if you go in thinking that you're seeing one painting. And all of a sudden, you go into an art yeah. gallery, and it's all this modern art <laughs> yeah. stuff. You, you're like, "What the hell?" In yeah. this movie, for me, it was like it was so style over substance. I thought it was so. Yeah. What are all these cool things I can do in movie making and slap them all together? Yeah. And the story just, you know, never like got anywhere. Even though there was a lot of stuff that was really awesome, and Joaquin Phoenix was really he's good. really great in this. He, he really was does something really good. Yeah. And not only was he really good, but he was really good in like a weird like method acting sort yeah, of way. Absolutely, like where I get the impression that for like three or four weeks after mm-hmm. making this movie, he couldn't stop being that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it took him a while yeah, to, I to agree. be himself because he was so, he's so different than what you so think Joaquin guy. Phoenix is in the same way that I would say Johnny Depp is totally different than Captain Jack Sparrow. Like he just came in and did like a character right. and stayed with it. Right. You know, I, I understand, you know, like I said, I understand why this film wouldn't be for everybody else. And, and for me, it was, um, you know, part of the fun was just experiencing the film, watching it kind of go like a noir film certainly would down all these avenues and alleys and, and in this environment. And you see all these different characters and these moods and there's all these new little mysteries that pop up. And, and you've, got, that you've got the girl who sucks him in. But right. well, do you know that that leads, you know, not to something else, but to like 10 other things and, and, and for on me, and on and on. There's very real possibility that under a different day, I would have been sour on this film. Maybe it caught me at the right time. I like I like Paul Thomas Anderson's films, but I'll one of the things that's interesting about him as a whole, beyond this movie for a second, is watching him. The guy who made this movie isn't the same guy that made Boogie Nights. These films are very, very, right. very different. Just as an example of grabbing two. I could have but I feel, picked any But of them, I feel but, like he's pretty close to the guy who made The Master, which I did not like. I know you either. didn't like The Master. I, it, it I was feel like not bad, but... I guess in short, look, I, I really had a lot of fun with the film, and I would suggest this to anybody who wants to just kick back and watch something unfold that's kind of kooky and kind of weird. Not in a David Lynch Lost Highway kind of way, but almost like... But almost close. Almost like if you, <laughs> if if movies were a commodity, if movies are ingredients, then sometimes what's really fun is to see, even though it doesn't always succeed. But sometimes for me, what's really fun is to see what happens when you mix things. Right. And in this instance, though, I know you'll jump all over the example and you'll say this is nowhere near that. But for me, it's almost like taking the Big Lebowski and mixing it with a bowl of Chinatown. Like what you get is a combination of really strange characters with a really weird sprawling mystery that it unlocks all these things as it's moving along. 
And and for me, based on the strength of the characters, not the story. This was a character movie for me. I was in. I had a lot of fun. And as the spearhead person on that, Joaquin grabs me by the hand and leads me through it. And and I was happy for two and a half hours at it because it just kept delivering strangeness, but not oddity. But just kind of like, man, I got no idea where this is going. And by the end of the film, I kind of understood most of it. But there's still some doors that are open, and right. and I just I just thought it was a hell of a good time. I thought it was a lot of fun. All right, we're uh, we're getting really yeah. close on time for the <laughs> for the live show, but uh, we, I don't know. We may know. we we, we could go we could go on maybe. for a couple minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, just in general, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Next week is obviously going to be the Hobbit, Ooh. and then I imagine it will be the Hobbit and a couple of other things sprinkled in, and yeah. probably a couple of other things. I don't know that there's a whole lot of competition that's interesting that comes out next yeah. week. No, there's there's some stuff. But it's like the next week everything comes out, so we'll right. probably have some movies from that week, yeah, cool. uh, and and get a, a earlier jump on some of them. But yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and that was like weirdly well timed. Yeah, that was pretty I, good. I don't know. That was that, fast. I don't know how that happened. You know, I, I will say this uh, though, even though I didn't like it as much. Um, you know, it's kind of funny when you, when you give a movie, not necessarily like you, yeah, right? no, but, but when, when you yeah. give a movie an eight and then someone else gives it a five, you go one. What do you mean one? Right, right. Like I didn't hate the movie. No, I know there just was a lot of stuff that I didn't like about it. But I will say this, and like I said, um, it was it was it was such a, a drag in between things that I liked. Yeah. And if it would have just been, you know, I still don't think it would have ever been like, you know, nine or 10, but yeah. it, it might've been like, you know, seven. If it was just, uh, some of the, what seemed like really sprawling dragging parts in between something interesting happened would have been a little more interesting yeah, in, in, in some way. Then probably because I didn't feel like I was having fun for two and a half hours. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like I was having fun for like an minutes. hour yeah. or, yeah. or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of kind of just, okay, yeah. uh, I see him sitting there. Tell me, tell I see me, him sitting there you know, still. Well, I know we're not going to go very long on no. this. I just, I'm curious. Tell me you didn't love absolutely every scene Josh Brolin was in. I wish he would play that character I all over the place because he was so weird and fun, and that's kind of what I mean by like a like a David Lynch thing. Like he never took off, he never took off his coat, and it turned out he was wearing like horse head t shirts. Nothing really strange or no, tattoos. He was, he was very odd. He was a really and weird he's, guy. And he's good at that. I I did like almost everything. You didn't like the very last one? No, I didn't. I know. I, I laughed because out loud. When they I was got, so stunned. I'm like, what is happening? I don't even know. This is great. When I got, when we got to the point where, because this is like very late this in the movie. This is the end, yeah. And and we see that last scene with him. I I almost felt like you just don't know what else to do. It, it was almost like what happened was there was no script for that scene. And they kind of liquored Josh Brolin up a little bit and, and, said, said, what and said, break down the door and, and just go do, do something. something. I think that's true. And I'm I think like, uh, I just... Uh, if somebody had to direct I him and say, this is what I want that, you to right? do, and he did that without like, the, I don't think my guy would do that. Because I think his character would do an awful lot of strange stuff. But that, I was just like, 
at that point, he could have split his head open. And, <laughs> and Jennifer, Love, alien, Hewitt, Jennifer right? Love Hewitt could have come out. Right. I would have been like, well, of course. <laughs> right, right. But what he did in that scene, I was like, are you kidding me? And I was laughing. I was laughing hard. Right. I was like, I don't understand. I love this. This I is just, so great. I thought that was a oh, little – I thought bad. that came across to me, and probably because I you know, was on the tail end of not loving lots of other stuff. Right. Everything else he's in. Yeah, I, I thought was great. Yeah, and actually, I thought, you know, on scene by scene of like the, when interesting stuff is happening, I liked most going everybody. Well. Yeah, I oddly liked uh, Martin Short. Yeah, I did too. It was weird because I saw him come in. I knew he was in the movie. Yeah, but then it's like you know he doesn't show up for a long time ever, and then he shows up and you go, oh yeah, he's right. in the movie. I forgot like, he was in. I, I wasn't like expecting him or whatever. Yeah. When he walks in, I kind of was like, oh, God. Right. Like, this is going to go yeah. south right. in a hurry yep. with Martin Short. Because Martin Short is crazy, yeah. right? I mean, he plays yeah. wacky, loopy characters, right. right? Right, And I thought he was great. He was really great. And not only did I think he was he was great, but he was great in his opening parts. And then when they get pulled over by the cops, and he can lose it. Right, right then. Right? And, yeah. And then he loses it a little bit, and it was great. And yeah. it was exactly what... He was a big surprise, what I thought. needed to happen. I thought he was fantastic oh, in it. That's a really fun movie. And uh, it, But, you know, the, the one thing that I will say, I did like a lot of it, and I could see people liking it more yeah. because it, it's crazy and fun. I, I had a lot of problems with it, but I, I do have to say this. When Paul Thomas Anderson goes off the deep end, and I and I am not that interested in his movie anymore, yeah. right? At least I'm not watching Savages, right? Oh man, I hear that. At least, it's, I, at absolutely. least it's not. You know, we're in La La Land, right. and you're just. It's not all self indulgent stuff at that point, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. Even even when it's as bad as he's probably going to get, it's still a five. A lot and better it's than still, that. Yeah. It's right. still interesting, but there were still times where I kind of felt like, ah, eh, you know, he's heading that way. Yeah. He's like uh. he's not he's not pointing in the direction I want him to be. Yeah. Because I feel like this movie somewhere could have been really really right. good. Right. If he, I think, you know, had maybe some more writers on board yeah. or something, because I, you know. because one of the things, that, you know, and I I say this fairly frequently too, is that um, I bet the book is awesome. Yeah, it made me want to read the book because there are some parts in the movie where you know the narration is just reading the book from the book. It's pages, just yeah. like it's just yeah, like exactly straight from the book. Yeah. And you listen to the narration, you're like, oh, I'd read that book. Right, right. <laughs> because that stuff sounds really cool. Right. And then, you know, I think one of the things that was just maybe this is the kind of thing that's going to be more or less distracting or uh, seem like a detriment to, to various people to probably a lot of different levels, I guess, was it would hand me over characters and go, so here's a character – now you're not going to ever see him again. Right. But there he was for a minute. Yeah. And then you'll see him for like 10 seconds at the end. Like, you know, like Benicio, Eric De, Benicio Del Toro yeah. was really cool. He was cool. And he shows up and he sits down there at their that with Josh scene. Brolin. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And that was a fun scene. That was a great yeah. scene. And then it's like, but, you know, don't expect him to ever show right. up again. Right. 
you're like, what? And, yeah. then, and then you're just going through all these parts going, I mean, why did I ever see him in the first place? I mean, yeah. he, he, I mean, just for that scene, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And, and anyway. there were so many people like that. It's not There's like a lot of those people. It's not like up. I'm a huge you know, right. fan of his and I want him to be in the movie. Right. It's like everyone, yeah. everyone in the movie who yeah. showed up, it's like people would be in the movie for five minutes and then you never see anyone again gone. until the end. Yeah. Um, with the exception of... Uh, God, I'm blanking on the name now. Um, you know, Coy, the uh, uh, why can I not think of his name? The uh, the, oh, yeah. the husband who's the who's the informant who is in like the Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah, right. Okay, right. I'm like, oh my God, I can't right. think of his name. Yeah. He pops up every once in a mm-hmm. while, but it's only for like ten seconds. Right. I liked the part though where he all of a sudden shows up again at like the mental health place. Yeah, that was cool. For 10 seconds. Just there, yeah. Just so that he can look at him and go, you know, mouth the right. words and go, what the, yeah. how did you end up yeah. here and all that? I thought that scene was uh, yeah. pretty cool, but bizarre. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but still. I, I thought it was cool. I don't man. know. It was a fun time. Anyway, it's, uh, I still kind of have to recommend it, though. I think I mean, it's, it's still just like, people, people have to go, too. you yeah. still, this is a movie where, uh, if there's any chance that you'll like it mm-hmm. now that you've listened to everything right. that we have to say, right. then at the very least, you're going to have a pretty good time. Yeah. I would think, I mean, yeah. because the worst thing that's going to happen to you is a five. Right. I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to hate right. it more no. than that. No, unless, you shouldn't. There's enough, there's enough great stuff. Uh, unless you shouldn't go to this movie in the first right. place. Right? If you, I mean, if you're really you wanting to see the homesman right. and you get pulled into an inherent <laughs> right. vice, you're miserable. Right. Uh, anyway yeah if you end up loving that all right anyway uh so we've given you the spiel already but we'll see you next week and uh thanks a lot for tuning in bye Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.